This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Bird Dogs and by Stamps.com. All aboard for safety and adventure on the rigid airship Excelsior, where the pampered luxury of a cruise ship meets the smoothness of modern air travel. Yes, when you fly Excelsior, you're flying in style and safety. Yeah, that's a quote from uh, an old Archer episode. Oh, that's right. Yes. But that was a dirigible. Yes, it was It was a blimp, uh, not exactly a thing what we're that talking exists. about. But um, the future of leisure travel. It's a lot closer than you think. Take to the sky in this hideous monstrosity where one accident would not only doom everyone on board, but any city or town unlucky enough to be within its flight path. Now, luckily for everyone, not only is this concept completely made up, but no one in any industry is actually seriously considering such an audacious idea. Except the people in the content industry. Yeah, still, it didn't stop the extremely polished and well-produced video from a Redditor named SourceCode12 from not only going viral, but also being picked up by numerous news outlets and local networks eager to show off this brilliant example of futurology. All new at six, you might soon be able to go on a sky cruise. Designers are working on a new aircraft that uses 20 nuclear-powered engines and artificial intelligence to fly around. Let's take a closer look. So the original four-minute video and the compilation of coverage that we just played a clip of was uploaded to the r slash worldbuilding subreddit last week, where it was quickly downloaded and re-uploaded across social media, including here on YouTube, with absolutely zero context which led many, including those in the media, to believe that this was really some sort of actual realistic idea that was just being fleshed out through 3D modeling until the actual <laughs> inevitable sky cruise could be launched sometime in the not-too-distant future. Well, of course it's just a rendering. They haven't built it yet. Yeah, but it's coming. Yeah. Get ready. We are reanimating the corpse of Howard Hughes, and he's going to bring this into reality. My public school education tells me that what I'm looking at here is a viable concept. <laughs> yeah. And this rendering is just the minimum viable product. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the results of this video going viral was not only a decent troll on reputable outlets, but also it provided an unfiltered look at the genuine reactions of the public at large towards something completely outlandish and stupid, as if it were a soon-to-be reality. Mm -hmm. Obviously, people thought this was dumb. I mean, just look at it. But the critiques... <laughs> <laughs> just look at this fucking thing. It is thick as hell. Uh, well, yeah, a cruise ship in the air, powered yep. by a nuclear reactor. Fuck it. It's funny that, like, the more you zoom out from it, like, up close and stuff, you're like, eh, yeah, this looks like some kind of weirdo futuristic thing that someone made. But the further you zoom out, the more it looks like a cartoon, uh, like something that, like, uh, uh, Launchpad McQuack would drive. It's supposed to fit 5,000 passengers. <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah. But yeah, first off, I, who would want to spend days in the air, even if there were things to do? Planes are forgetting to where you need to go. Mm -hmm. The quicker, the better. And sure, people do go on cruises, but those have the added bonus of being absolutely horrific for the environment. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, it's fun. But at least on a cruise, you have the chance to survive if something catastrophic were to occur, unless, unless you're on the Titanic. No, a lot of people survived the Titanic. That's true. Mostly rich people. So mostly to, women and children. Who's to say whether the Titanic were a failure or a success? But if you're going on a cruise as a, even a normal person, uh, you have that sense in your head that if this boat were to start sinking, there would at least be a chance that I could survive. Yeah. If the engine were to somehow malfunction, I would go from moving in the sea to merely floating. Yes. In the sea. Worst case scenario, you get on a... Uh, 
you know, you get on a, a lifeboat and, uh, you know, you eventually get rescued. Uh, in the air, even the slightest amount of turbulence is enough to set anyone off uh, in various uh, death yeah. scenarios. You also, on a cruise ship, you at least get to stop in ports of call and have uh, small impoverished children sell you uh, chewing gum. Mm-hmm. So there's that. So there's that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, something happens in this bulbous flying monstrosity while you're flying. Uh, good luck. You're probably dead. Yeah. It's death, all but guaranteed. Death is, is going, yeah, you're going to die. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> but aside from basic human fears, this completely nonsensical com concept still inspired wonder, confusion, and amusement from anyone who laid eyes on it over the past week or so, whether they were aware that it wasn't meant to be taken seriously or not. It was fun to pick apart, giving off the same kind of creative inspiration that people have when you buy a lottery ticket. Like, hey, what if? Though it resulted in mostly negative critiques, as is the case with anything on the internet, those critiques, they aren't without merit. The video, the video literally starts out introducing it as a, quote, nuclear-powered hotel suspended above the clouds. Oh, great. Which doesn't exactly instill any sort of comfort for those of us who would be looking up at this floating nuclear bomb as it just glides menacingly above our heads. One second, the guests on board are enjoying their duty-free shopping and high-stakes Baccarat. The next second, an entire city is leveled, its remaining citizens screaming in agonizing pain. Oh, the humanity. But let's get back to the concept video. Uh, look, it's awesome. We love it. We love how much people hate it. These this thick-ass plane, it has it all. It's got a 360-degree viewing platform where you can uh, look at all the sights and sounds. There are up at 35,000 feet, which is clouds. Yeah. Just clouds. <laughs> um, multiple elevators that appear to offer no protection from the harsh elements of high elevation and the wind speed necessary to stay airborne. Basically, an entire city inside its main section, including business centers, restaurants, a medical wing, and recreational activities. Mm -hmm. A city in the sky. <laughs> A nuclear-powered city in the sky. Mm -hmm. Clean energy here is produced, obviously, by the Sky Hotel's onboard nuclear reactor, as you will. So you won't have to worry about your carbon footprint while enjoying everything that this luxury liner has to offer, and you won't be bothered by unnecessary stops or layovers, as the reactor provides enough power for this engineering marvel to stay airborne for years at a time. Uh, Unless something terrible happens, of Yeah. Course, which also, never happens with nuclear-powered anything. Yes, and I'm also curious as to um, how the human waste is disposed of, because even in normal airplanes, uh, citizens sometimes get a nice bright green surprise dropped on their house. Imagine 5,000 people. throw it in the reactor. <laughs> well, yeah, sure, I guess. You know, all a nuclear reactor is is uh, just a really fancy steam engine. <laughs> it's all about making water get hot. Mm-hmm. Why not That's make piss hot? So throw some poop in there. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you will rest easy unless anything bad happens, knowing that if the Sky Hotel goes down, hundreds of thousands of people below will also be joining you at the pearly gates through no fault of their own. Yeah. You're not alone in dying. If this plane goes down, so does whatever's below us. <laughs> yeah. No matter how densely populated. But you obviously have some questions regarding the length of time that guests will be airborne. Uh, how, how will food and supplies make their way to this contraption? Well, it's simple. Obviously, jumbo jets will fly up to meet the Sky Hotel and dock onto a platform that allows people and products to be sent on board through even more elevators. Why not just use a Skyhook? Like it kind of looks like, like that. the thing from uh, Metal Gear Solid and uh, Batman, the third Batman. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about like the refueling thing on like for fighter jets. Well, there's that. The Skyhook is like even longer. It goes all the way down to the ground. Mm. Just basically, it's for like uh, intercepting large 
pallets of gear and potentially they tried it with people but everyone pukes when they tried it out but well so that's they've solved it though they're going to get a bunch of uh airplanes to just dock on it yeah and that's how it docking uh look we all know cruises also by the way are frequently made up of old people who use the ship as a retirement home until they inevitably die well the concept video it doesn't address this directly but they have to have anticipated it. So we're going to assume that they simply jettison corpse-filled caskets from the onboard morgue uh, when they're over the ocean or, or over one of Earth's many volcanoes. Good, yeah. Uh, they, specifically for Scientologists. They just eject them into the volcanoes, and Zeno gets his fix. Yeah, burial, burial, sky burial. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should just have vultures on board to do an actual sky burial, mm -hmm. like the kind they do in India, where you just let the vultures at it, no more body. Yes. Boom. Again, the video rocks, uh, but the discussion and coverage are what made it so exceptional. So uh, let's read from an update posted by the concept's creator, who posted a follow-up on the World Building subreddit. Hi, World Builders. It looks like the Sky Cruise video, which I posted here last week, caught the media's attention. That certainly wasn't planned. It was covered by big outlets, the New York Post, the Sun, the Mirror, the Daily Mail, IGN, Interesting Engineering, Yahoo News, Fox Business, etc. So many. It was also trending on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. The news was covered in several languages around the globe, and several TV channels reached out for interviews. This is still ongoing. While I loved all the attention it received, I think some news outlets took it out of context, promoting it as if it's something that already exists. I wish it existed. There were thousands of comments and posts about it, and the internet was divided. Some people turned it into hilarious memes, some others supported the idea, while many people analyzed its engineering side. The positive and the negative comments were fun to read. Some of them were very clever and creative. What did I learn from this experience? If you're gonna use realistic animation for a design concept, make sure to put a disclaimer that it's just a concept slash CGI. Not that it wasn't mentioned in the video, I clearly added in the credit the names of the two people who were involved in the concept. One is a concept artist, another is a 3D modeling expert. Some media outlets just didn't bother to check that. We were more concerned over whether or not they could build the Skyplane and not whether or not they should. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they add that they're going to continue working on futuristic concept ideas and designs, and they're launching a website that will include press releases, footage, and extensive descriptions of the ideas, but with a clearly presented disclaimer that it's all for fun. Um, this but, is for fun. Yeah, I'm sure that these outlets will also look over that yeah. in the future as well. Is, it, is this the same person that made the, like every couple months, a new concept video for some dumb invention pops up. There was one like a month ago, maybe two months. It was, uh, it's like a giant, uh, it's like a gyroscopic public transportation. Just like, a, it looks like a UFO on like a stick <laughs> riding, like skating on a single uh, rail lane. Mm -hmm. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like yeah. not even, not even humanly possible. And even if it was, again, the second the gyroscope stops working, this thing collapses on its side and everyone on board dies a terrible death. My favorite ones that I've seen are the concepts for amusement park rides that would instantly kill uh, everyone who decided to ride it. That are like, oh, yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. one that like shoots up and then fans out and then like does a uh, Yeah, like there's a loop. Uh, <laughs> the death coaster. Well, and there's no, but there's ones like, uh, you know, I forget what, I, I don't know what it was called in your region, but there was a ride called like the ecstasy where it was like you're strapped in and you're just zooming all around uh, on this thing. They basically put that on one of those giant uh, swing things. So you're shot up into the air like hundreds of feet and then twirled around. They're pretty impressive. Yeah, no, I'll pass on that. Yeah. Anyways, just concepts, okay? This isn't real. But when it comes to what humans are capable of developing, 
never say never. Because sometimes the impossible, the unthinkable, the unimaginable can actually come true. Like the fact that EA is actually making progress on a new skate video game. And based on a recently released development video, it could end up being something truly special. Uh, the timing, it, it couldn't be better despite the requests for a new skate title ever since its last iteration 12 years has ago. Has it really been that long? It has been 12 oh years. God. Skateboarding, it's obviously gone through its ups and downs since the sport was invented. And there was definitely a lull in popularity for a while, but it is back again and it is bigger than ever, exploding in popularity for a new generation thanks to its inclusion in the Olympics and its massive presence on social media like Instagram and TikTok. So yeah, I mean, it's actually the perfect time for a new skate game. I love that skating is like one of the most popular, uh, you know, outdoor activities in a country with uh, n no healthcare protections. Just like, sorry, kid, you broke your wrist. That's uh, your mom's just going to have to fucking pay for that. Yeah. Aren't you glad you took up skating instead of some girly sport like gymnastics? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. you can get hurt in gymnastics too, Elliot. Yeah, you can get fucked up real bad. But Yeah. Anyway, an EA's recently released video where they overtly state that the game is very far from being finished by titling it as pre-pre-pre-alpha footage. It's hard not to get excited. There's plenty of basic stuff where they're just showing off animations that lack fully rendered graphics. But then it offers uh, short but impressive glimpses at what the final product may look like, which is essentially skate, but with modern graphics. That's all anyone asked for. Thank you. Yeah, so where it breaks off from previous iterations, though, is in footage that appears to indicate that this game might essentially be a skateboarding MMO where the locations are alive with plenty of other skaters showing off their tricks and hanging out together. So, like, Forza Horizon, kind of. Yeah, yeah. But with skating. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to get, like, 20 miles over there to, you know, the next quest marker on your skateboard. <laughs> so Very better slowly. get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it even appears to feature party modes that look like, you know, Fall Guys meets skate. Very exciting stuff. There's, like, a pachinko thing where they're, like, just falling down this giant mm. plinko board, basically. So it looks like there's going to be... You, I, would, I would assume right out of the gate there's going to be like a pretty immersive uh, park builder kind of thing or city yeah. builder. Uh, but then you could probably do a bunch of crazy shit like, hey, we're going to toss, uh, or I'm going to make an obstacle course for skaters, something like that. So yeah, it's uh, obviously, as stated in the promotional video itself, this game is not coming out for a long time. But EA has announced that you can apply to be a play tester for the game by heading to their website. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, this is EA we're talking about here, so they're definitely going to find a way to completely fuck this game up with predatory microtransactions and unnecessary features. Mm -hmm. They're uh, they're going to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. <laughs> you wanted it, you got it. But with all of the features and battle passes and everything else that you've come to love, been forced to love over the past couple of years. There you go. All your favorite items, mm -hmm. yes. Speaking of updates, uh, if you watched our Tech News Day episode from this week, you're definitely aware of the Radio Shack Twitter account, which is desperately trying to be edgy and cool while drumming up some kind of brand awareness for the company. Radio Shack has pivoted into the cryptocurrency space at just the most ironic time to do so, and they're probably aware that their gamble isn't paying off, so they're just doing whatever it takes to stay relevant. Uh, this includes numerous hello there fellow kids type posts, but also a bunch of tweets that tag other brands where they essentially just beg them to start beef. And uh, they also have replies to just normal average people that are just mean-spirited and cruel. Well, by the time we filmed yesterday, a bunch of the official Radio Shack tweets had already been deleted, and we just assumed that you know, maybe someone got into trouble with the higher-ups at Radio Shack. Uh, th those higher-ups consisting of pretty much just 
entrepreneur and self-help YouTuber Ty Lopez. Here in my garage. Who is most famous for his prolific ads featuring him in his garage with all of his books and Ferraris. His Hollywood Hills garage. Yes. So I put the Ferrari in my Hollywood Hills account. Mm -hmm. and, got uh, my books in the Hollywood Hills got account. <laughs> got my Hollywood Hills in my Hollywood <laughs> yeah, Hills yeah. account. <laughs> uh, sadly, we regret to inform you that the Radio Shack Twitter account is back on its bullshit already and has been tweeting up the storm since being forced to delete numerous posts just 24 to 48 hours ago. Uh, let's go. Shaq intern here. I wanted to take a sec to reflect on my post. I know you're expecting me to say in my wildest dreams, I never thought that tweet would go viral and to apologize, but I did because I know that shit was fire as fuck. No, we didn't get hacked and no, I'm not fired. Buckle up, bitch. Okay. Uh, so yeah, once prominent brand in the tech space that is now wrapped up in crypto and threatening people online, uh, the spirit of John McAfee is alive and well. In whoever is running the Radio Shack account, I assume John McAfee's body is still just sitting in a freezer in Spain. By the way, yeah, two years later, uh huh. No it's, one has claimed it. It's been a year. I don't think it's been two years. Well, it's can, still sitting there. Who can tell what time is? Anyway. Uh, but yes, just reading these tweets, all I can picture in my head is someone who's forty years old typing them out. So yeah, maybe Ty Lopez himself. Everyone getting mad at Radio Shack? Why don't you? Uh, why don't you get off your computer and like? Go eat some ass and touch grass. <laughs> touch grass, eat ass. God. That's the Radio Shack way. Yeah. Um, anyways, speaking of great marketing, gather around, everyone. Let's wrap for a second. Well, no. We have to pause and thank today's sponsor, starting with Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs have completely changed the game. Bird Dogs shorts, pants, and joggers are made from the finest high-quality material and come with built-in liners that cradle your stovepipe for all-day comfort. Who the hell likes being uncomfortable? If you're not wearing Bird Dogs this summer, you probably poop with your pants on. Their right. copy. Uh, it's time to upgrade to the shorts and pants of the future. Your balls will thank you. And yeah, we've we've tried the Bird Dogs uh, line of clothing. I find it to be very nice. Uh, I love their swimwear. It's uh, probably yeah. the nicest pair of swimwear that I've ever owned. So yeah. there you go. Very cool patterns. Mm -hmm. So go to birddogs.com, enter promo code NEWSDUMP, and they'll throw in a free Bird Dogs Yeti tumbler. They found Yeti's $90 tumbler, copied it, and now Bird Dogs is giving it to you for free. That is birddogs.com, promo code NEWSDUMP, and boom, a free Bird Dogs tumbler with your pair of Bird Dogs. You will not take these things off, I promise you. This episode is also sponsored by Stamps.com. We all know how important it is to save money where you can, especially in this economy. And if you're a small business owner, inflation certainly isn't doing you any favors. If you're a business that's looking for ways to cut some costs, mailing and shipping is a great place to start. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and never waste another dollar or minute. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer so you can spend less time at the post office and more time running your business. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer. And get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Whether you're in office, sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You're up and running in minutes, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. Save time and money this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code NEWSDUMP for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSDUMP. 
All right, let's get back into the news. And it is time for your weekly Ezra Miller oh, update. Oh, good. Ezra Miller, a, a person who is clearly trying their hardest to make it to the very top of our worst of the year video that airs over holiday break. Uh, there were completely, uh, by the way, first off this week, completely unsubstantiated reports that Ezra was uh, spotted in Tokyo. Oh, no. And had gotten into a fight with Austin Butler, who plays Elvis in the new Baz Luhrmann movie. Um, okay. But those reports have been refuted by numerous outlets. I don't think you can even go to Tokyo still. Unless you have a, a work visa, because my friend's my friend's girlfriend is working there right now, and he can't visit her. Mm. Well, Ezra Miller could have pulled some string, strings, and obviously there's a movie right. to pr promote yeah. uh, Elvis movie. So, but it, it seemed plausible. Oh, Mr. Ezra Miller, come right through. And he's like, they're like, Mr. Ezra Miller, how dare you? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that apparently didn't happen, according to. Numerous outlets, but what has come to light is a first-hand report regarding the altercation that seemingly kick-started this streak of horrible behavior. The woman who was choked by Miller in Iceland has finally broken their silence and described what happened. Uh, in an exclusive write-up in Variety, they say that, according to three sources, the woman had been speaking to Miller at the bar prior to the quarrel. She said she inquired about the actor's feet, visible in flip-flops, after noticing some wounds, which Miller explained were battle scars <laughs> from a fight. Battle scars, babe. After discussing how they got them, she began to walk away, but turned around and joked, but just so you know, I could take you in a fight. Miller replied, you really want to fight? And the woman told them to meet her in the smoking area in two minutes. Eventually, Miller confronted her outside the bar. Quote, I think it's just fun and games, but then it wasn't, she said. <laughs> it continues. It was just a joke, obviously, but Miller took that literally and got super mad and came running outside. That's when one of the woman's friends started recording. I think it's just fun and games, but then it wasn't, she said. All of a sudden, they're on top of me, choking me, still screaming in my face if I want to fight. My friend who's filming sees they're obviously not joking, and it's actually serious. So he stops filming and pushes them off me as they're still trying to fight me. Two guy friends of mine are actually holding Miller back as they're screaming, this is what you wanted. This is what you wanted. So this story, now <sighs> finally detailed with first-hand accounts, coincides with a new revelation that appeared in the Variety article regarding an altercation that Miller had with a woman in Germany, <laughs> who the article referred to as Nadia. Uh, and here's what she alleges. After a warm two-year friendship with Miller, mostly via text message, the actor came to her Berlin apartment late one evening in February 2022 at her invitation. They hadn't seen each other since they had a consensual sexual encounter in 2020. But after a friendly interaction, Miller's mood sharply turned when she told them they couldn't smoke inside her home. Quote, That just set them off, Nadia said. I asked them to leave about 20 times, maybe more. They started insulting me. I'm a transphobic piece of shit. I'm a Nazi. It became so, so stressful for me. They were going around my house, looking at everything, touching everything, spreading tobacco leaves on the floor. It felt disgusting and very intrusive. After roughly half an hour of pleading, Nadia said she finally convinced Miller to leave once she called the police. In April, Nadia filed a criminal complaint about her experience, which Variety has confirmed with the German state prosecutor's office in Berlin. Fight in round the world. This is a global problem. Yeah. Uh, but again, don't worry, don't worry, because Warner Brothers has assured the public that they will never work with Ezra never Miller again, again after the release of the Flash movie. Right, we got to get a little bit of ROI here, guys. Like, we're not just going to, come on. From that article. 
Warner Brothers is still committed to releasing its $200 million budgeted tentpole, The Flash, in theaters in June 2023. According to sources with knowledge of the project, the film simply costs too much for the studio to scrap entirely. And Ruth shooting with a new actor in Miller's role is similarly cost prohibitive because the actor is in virtually every scene. Also, the film likely can't generate the revenues needed to turn a profit without a robust theatrical run. So, putting the movie directly on HBO Max is also unlikely. Jesus. What do you expect us to do? I, I, yeah, this is... What a time it's Who's going to be CEO in the lead-up. Warner? Kamala Harris? <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, and we're do, not going to work with him again. Do what? It, do what? <laughs> I don't know. Not release the movie? Oh, did you hear uh, Biden is now... He's now considering uh, finally getting uh, rid of the filibuster, but uh, literally his timing is hilarious. It's like as the Democrat... One Democrat sem- senator is going to be out of commission for like two months after like breaking his fucking hip. Ugh. So this is like... Just great. Great stuff. Yeah. He, he also was just like, by the way, we're not ending uh, our, what's essentially our proxy war with, uh, against Russia through Ukraine. He's yeah, just like, no. sorry, everyone's going to be fucked for a while. Yeah. You know all those high prices you're paying? Yeah, deal with it. Because we're not going to stop sending money to Ukraine to fight a war for us. I mean, yeah. It's... Oh, I mean, supporting the people of Ukraine against Russia, which is true. But also, it's very clear that this is happening for a specific reason. And knowing America's track record through a very long time. I'm sure those weapons and money will all make it to the right pockets. Yeah. And not to terrible people taking advantage of a horrible situation. But let's check in on the Supreme Court. (laughs) Because it looks like the reversal of Roe v. Wade was clearly just the beginning. And there have been numerous decisions handed down by this court in just the past week. Even before that one, there was the concealed carry one. Yeah, that was like Uh, the night before it, yeah. It's like, oh, I guess you can just walk around New York City with a fucking gun in your pocket now. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, Alongside abortion rights, uh, as we just said, they've also made it easier for Americans to carry guns on them. They uh, continued to dissolve the separation of church uh, and state by paving the way for religious schools to receive public grants and also siding with a high school football coach who would hold post-game prayers with students on school property. Yeah, this one's especially upsetting because uh, they just fucking flat out lied. Like, the actual basis of this case, all the conservative justice just straight up lied. They're like, what? He does a little personal prayer, like, off to the side. He's not bothering no, anyone. No, 50-yard line. He has a prayer at the 50-yard line with, like, everyone around. And, like, if you don't think this is coercive at all, you don't think he treats the players who participate uh, better than the ones who choose not to, you are... A fucking moron. Yes. And uh, yeah, Sotomayor's dissent on that one was like, she literally like came with receipts, just like pictures of it. It's just like the way you are describing this does not reflect the reality of the situation. Uh, did you see fucking Bobert's response to all this? No. Uh, she basically said, I'll, I'll play the clip if I can find it, but uh, essentially said, uh, I'm tired of all this separation of church and state stuff. The church is supposed to direct the government. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That is not how our founding fathers intended it. And I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk that's not in the Constitution. It was in a stinking letter, and it means nothing like what they say it does. Which is like, like you, the entire basis of all of these people's arguments is that uh, certain things don't exist in the Constitution. I love that. And it's the, like, yeah, the second, yeah, the second you complain about the any Supreme Court decision, the shithead like Ben Shapiro, are like, I'm sorry, the Constitution is happening to you. 
And then, you know, of course, they turn around and like, uh, this church and state thing's bullshit. We should get it, rid of it. It is so, it, this, all of this is so easily compared to the exact things that conservatives and Christians do with the Bible, where they pick what they want, yeah. pick what they don't, boop, boop. use yeah, it when they that. want to, and use it when they don't. What am I supposed to do? Not eat shellfish? It's fucking delicious. Yeah, it's like, like oh, the Bible says that. Well, what, you know, obviously, the times have changed. And it's like, oh, the Constitution yeah. says that? No. Um, it's The parallels are very clear. Yeah. This is all Christianity. All religion, specifically Christianity. Uh, anyways, uh, the Supreme Court is now also... Restricting the authority of the Environmental Protection Agency to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, incredible timing, yet again. Yes. Don't you love to see it? Here's CBS News with more. The court divided six to three along ideological lines in finding that Congress, through the Clean Air Act, did not grant the EPA the authority to adopt on its own a regulatory scheme to cap carbon dioxide emissions from power plants to combat global warming. Chief Justice John Roberts wrote the majority opinion while the court's three-member liberal bloc dissented. The decision is a victory for a group of Republican-led states and coal companies in their years-long bid to curtail the EPA's power to issue regulations intended to curb carbon emissions. The case stems from the EPA's Clean Power Plan, finalized in 2015, which implemented a directive from then-President Barack Obama to use an ancillary provision of the Clear Air Act to address climate change by imposing mandates for existing coal and natural gas power plants to reduce emissions. The Supreme Court's decision to limit the power of the EPA goes against what climate experts warn needs to be done urgently in order to stave off the worst effects of the climate crisis. So, yeah, seemed bad. Yeah. Also... You know, the Supreme Court, they're always like, listen, um, you know, if you want, you know, go to Congress and pass legislation. And Congress in like fucking 40 years ago passes legislation to create the EPA. Nah. And they're like, well, no, nah, not like that. And also like, like the EPA, obviously not perfect, did not go nearly far enough. It, it's been just kind of hobbled over decades. It's kind of toothless, but you can't argue with results. Like, look at the fucking... Just pull up a picture of, like, any major city in the U.S., like a skyline photo. and it In looks, the 70s? Yeah, yeah. just especially here in L.A. Like, mm -hmm. my parents literally couldn't go out to recess, like, half the week in Southern California because the air was making people literally sick. So I think things have... Uh, the, the results do kind of speak for themselves. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it shows that even taking the most basic steps, it, it can be good for, uh, for the climate and also just for, like, public health. No, we're but, proud uh, of our oldest constitution on earth. Yeah, because... Even know, the Bible had a New Testament. They didn't even have fucking electricity in 1776. Except for the the, the, the little thing that Ben Franklin electrocuted himself with. But other than that, no electricity. No fossil fuels. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyways, over in January 6th hearing news, there were some pretty big revelations from this week's public hearing, which featured top White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, who was present during the events of January 6th and had firsthand knowledge and interactions with the highest members of the U.S. government at the time. She was the aide of White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows. So here's some of the biggest moments from her testimony. Minutes before the then-president took the stage at the Ellipse rally of his supporters on January 6, 2021, a gathering to amplify his baseless election fraud claims that he vowed would be wild and later metastasized into the Capitol riot, Hutchinson said she heard Trump urging the Secret Service to remove security magnetometers and let in people with weapons. His rationale, as she recalled it, was allowing in armed rallygoers because they're not here to hurt me. 
Uh, Trump wanted the rally space to be full and for people to not feel excluded, Hutchinson said, and was, quote, fucking furious that people were turned away. Let them in, especially the ones with the guns. Take down the security barriers. Look, they're not trying to hurt me. They're trying to hurt Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. It's fine. So Hutchinson also told the committee that she heard from a top presidential security official, Tony Ornato, uh, about a little altercation on January 6th as Trump continued pressing to go to the Capitol following his speech to supporters at the Stop the Steal rally on the Ellipse. Uh, when Trump was told that he would return to the White House instead of going to the Capitol that day while being driven in the presidential vehicle known as the Beast, Hutchinson recalled hearing that he became irate. She said she heard from Ornato that Trump lunged for the steering wheel of the car and was physically restrained by the head of his security service detail, Robert Engel. Ornato, quote, described Trump as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I am the fucking president. Take me up to the Capitol now, Hutchinson said. She added that while Ornato relayed this story to her, Engel sat silent. Yeah, apparently, like, he also, like, grabbed a s Secret Service person's neck or something. Yeah. Uh, but even before January 6th, uh, Trump was throwing huge temper tantrums in reaction to, obviously, the election news. After then-Attorney General William Barr gave an interview to the Associated Press in December 2020, saying that there was no widespread voter fraud, Trump was so enraged that he threw his plate of food at the wall, <laughs> smearing it with ketchup, Hutchinson said. Quote, <laughs> There was ketchup dripping down the wall and a shattered porcelain plate on the floor, Hutchinson testified, noting that aides nearby conveyed the president was extremely angry at the bar interview. She told the committee that she then grabbed a towel and started wiping the ketchup off the wall alongside a presidential valet. Uh, <laughs> Trump, utilizing his own social media service, Truth Social, posted multiple truths in response to the testimony and uh, even played one of his greatest hits. I don't even know this person. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's his go-to one. Like who? She was an errands girl. <laughs> I hardly know who this person Cassidy Hutchison is, other than I heard very negative things about her, a total phony and leaker. And when she requested to go with certain others of the team to Florida after my having served a full term in office, I personally turned her request down. Why did she want to go with us if she felt we were so terrible? I understand that she was very upset and angry that I didn't want her to go or be a member of the team. She's bad news. And also this one. Her fake story that I tried to grab the steering wheel of the White House limousine in order to steer it to the Capitol building is sick and fraudulent. Very much like the unselect committee itself. Wouldn't even have been possible to do such a ridiculous thing. Her story of me throwing food is also false. And why would she have to clean it up? I hardly knew who she was. I like people who I know cleaning up my food messes. I make Baron clean up the messes. This steak's not well done. Smears the ketchup that was all <laughs> over the steak on the wall. Man, it's so believable. Uh, this definitely happened. Yeah, none of this sounds shocking. And, and I think I know like the Secret Service, like one of them, like unofficially through media channels was like, oh, uh, no, that's not actually what happened. But like, yeah. it fucking happened. Uh, there seems to be a lot of corroborating stories from people who are testifying under oath to a government body, and anyone that is refuting the events and stories are also people who refuse to testify under oath or have dodged subpoenas. Also, this woman... So I have no idea who to believe. This woman literally uh, applied to work in the Donald Trump White House. Like, this isn't some some liberal... This is Yeah, a, it's not an operative or something. This is probably an objectively bad person, but she's, uh, you know, decided not to perjure herself, so... Yeah. Good for her. Uh, one thing is for sure, though, even Fox News hosts and contributors were stunned by this latest testimony because 
in a now viral clip of the show immediately following their live coverage of the hearing, the host acknowledged how bad this all sounds and then just sat there in awkward silence. Uh, so yeah, the hearings are scheduled to start back up in July and I, I highly suggest watching them because the, the recaps, they're very, very simple compared to the drawn out details that are featured in the actual process. It is honestly fascinating to watch. And it's like, they lay out so many irrefutable things and they do it in, in a, a, a way that is very easy to yeah. see. Um, cause they are, they're not making this case for any kind of like criminal prosecution. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, things could be done further down the line, I guess, but they're making this piece or they're making this case to the American public. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's like a, it's not, it's not exactly a truth and reconciliation commission, but it's, this is something that happens in a lot of countries where shit gets, shit gets real fucked up and there's like, let's just have a commission to just sort out exactly what, what went down there. Yeah. Just so we're all on the same page. Yeah. This is for you, the American public, and hopefully anyone that watches daytime Fox News, I guess, uh, to understand uh, how close we came to someone and a large group of people overthrowing the government. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild to think about. Like, I mean, most of these people were fucking dumb, but there, I mean, there were a few people in that crowd, uh, probably willing to, you know, go that extra mile. Mob mentality uh, does crazy things to human behavior. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, we learned last week that they were like, like a dozen feet away from uh, Mike Pence at one point. Yeah. So it could have gone real bad. Yeah, and and what a shame that would have been. Mike Pence, my favorite former vice president. Remember what a fly landed on his head? Oh my God, you're not going to believe this. A fucking fly landed on Mike Pence's head. The world went nuts. This is almost as funny as when Rick Sanchez turned into a pickle. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, thank you again so much for donating to the fundraiser uh, for abortion access. You have blown away any kind of goals we could have ever made. It's honestly astounding. So and now give, we got we got to make a fundraiser for uh, gun violence, uh, climate, in, in, climate, climate change, change uh, yeah. you know, religious freedom. Uh, they're really thank you, Supreme <sighs> Court, for keeping. Uh, we we might as well start a start up a charity because you're you're giving us all sorts of things to raise money to stop. Yeah. Uh, anyways, thank you. You've blown away our expectations. Give yourselves all a round of applause, a pat on the back. And uh, please enjoy the weekend. But if you haven't already, please watch our last, uh, our latest two episodes. Uh, Jules, bye-bye. No bye more bye, Jules Jewel. vaping. Get that uh, Jewel out of your mouth. And also uh, Rudy Giuliani being viciously attacked. Rudy Giuliani. Not anymore. Rudy no, no Giuliani. Yeah. That's why he's so upset. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Uh, but otherwise, have a great holiday weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.